forever. Dog. You know, that there's like elections this year, some midterms. There's a mayoral election happening in LA. Man, I'm telling you, I was so zoomed into politics in my 20s and I am zooming on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's so hard to be, it's so hard to care for so long without seeing any significant change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> That's so real. <laughs> I understand politics is like pandering to like whoever your crowd is, but now I'm just like, are y'all helping me at any way? Like, genuinely, when I, as a black man, right? As a black man, I'm being very selfish. I'm like, who's helping me? You know yeah, what I both mean? Y'all, both of y'all sound like the old uncle at the cookout that's like, yeah, voting. Don't nobody need to vote. Ain't doing shit for us. <laughs> y'all done did. <laughs> I'm not saying you shouldn't vote. I'm just saying it's hard to care that much about y'all it. Y'all got the pajama pants on with the flip-flops and <laughs> Y'all sitting in the back with your drink that the kids ain't allowed to touch. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what do the polit- politicians do for me? They don't do shit for me. I was watching. No, no, no. Sorry. I was listening to Vox today, this morning, and they were talking about the guy who did like Hillbilly Eulogy or whatever the hell that movie book slash movie was. And he's running for office somewhere. And they were saying how like he wrote an article about how explaining to Democrats and to the left, like, how Trump won. Because I guess people didn't understand, like, oh, the Midwest, like, matters, and the middle states Well, there were so many takeaways for... There were so many takeaways about how Trump won. What did he say? I mean, this is my thing. He was like, oh, the working-class whites feel neglected. And there's something about that, and I know people keep saying that, where it hurts my soul is, is I'm like, (laughs) all this is happening because white... so, So what you're saying is, Working class white people have felt neglected. So we have to make sure like they're not neglected. But like black folk in particular, I know there's other races, but black folk in particular, <laughs> I know for me, I have know there's other never races. been done right. <laughs> but I gotta sit and listen to white folk be like, oh man, our plant closed down. It's rough. I'm like, nigga, you had a job at the plant, like a good one. Like, I remember my grandfather always talking about, like, how he was at a plant and he was the first union rep at the plant. And, it, like, people hated him at first because he was black, but then they realized he actually gave a shit about, like, the workers. And I was like, man, you gave a shit about all these niggas? Because they didn't like you, even though you got them, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, it was about the job. Even though they didn't like me, it was about the job. I'm like, man, the amount of grit black people have had to have to like work and help people who don't give two shits about them. But at the end of the day, I got to hear about white folk who feel neglected. For what? For how long? For like 10 years you felt hurt? Ten, and, I, and I'm being generous with 10 years. I'm like, for ten, literally, I'm looking at like the governors, they like the governor of Florida. For 10 years? What 10 years? Right. What 10? I'm being nice. It means the time years? that Obama was in office. Obama helped mad white people. He helped so many white folks. Well, but like it's, but that's the the whole thing, right? Is is like is that the reason nothing ever gets done is because if you try to please everybody, you're not gonna please anybody. Like you're not gonna please. Oh, 
Right. And it's and there's just always there's just, you know, there's never there's never a way to actually take care of everybody at once. So it's always hand in you know what I mean? Like I quit. I'm over I quit. But that's what it is. Like that's <laughs> there's always somebody who needs to be taken care of who's not getting taken care of. You ain't taking and- care of me yet. <laughs> this is my thing. It's a line. I mean, oh, and just a reminder for everybody, this is not a political podcast. Thank you, Bray. Thank you. Dang, in the in the cold open. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I mean, you know, it, it is a little bit relevant. It's a little bit relevant to what we're discussing today. But how in- tuned into politics are you, James? Do you feel like not at you- all? Literally not yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. okay, <laughs> that's what I thought. Not in the slightest. But I, but I'm just talking about this as an idea. Like Gerard is saying, now I have to listen to the white men who feel slighted. But it's like, you know, I've seen the Goodyear. The Goodyear factories and the and downtown Akron getting worse and worse and worse for as long as I've lived there, you know. And so it's like you're talking about ten years, but like that's been going on. Like people have been ignoring the Midwest. No. <laughs> See, this is my thing. My thing about this is the Midwest. I get that. My 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 thing is like black people have never been taken care of. Even the fact that I just saw like the 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 governor that, that white dude, the racist white dude, the governor. I call him racist. I don't care. Whatever the fuck face name is. I just saw like he did these laws <laughs> outlawing like certain books. Florida, like the Florida governor, you know, the one who don't give a fuck if people get COVID and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The distinguished gentleman. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you call him the distinguished, the distinguished gentleman from Florida? <laughs> <laughs> right? Gerard was so I'm mad. I'm, I'm, he was I'm, like I'm... on a train. <laughs> Gerard was on a clear <laughs> train. <laughs> he had a point he was trying to make. And you just. What did I do? I'm t- I'm t- I was trying to recall, and I remember now from Florida, the distinguished gentleman. No, Bray, we were talking. We were talking important things, and then you just. I'm di- sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. I will let the distinguished gentleman. All right. Florida. No. So no. you're calling me the distinguished? Who? You know what? I don't want no parts of this. Where's Melissa? <laughs> <I don't laughs> Where, know. Where, where's uh, Melissa? Unmute <laughs> my mic. I want no parts. <laughs> okay, maybe we should start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. I would like to know how many members of the chairman's committee are African American. None. Well, surely there must be a Latino member of the commi- of the committee. No Latinos either. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what does <laughs> I, I couldn't get wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Well, does he have any Asians or Native Americans on the committee? <laughs> I couldn't. This this was incredible. Is there at least a gay or a handicapped member? <laughs> handicapped or gays on the committee? No gays. That was amazing. What? No gays. Mm, that bit was so good. For those of you who are listening right now for the first time and you're wondering whose voice is who, the voice that you are listening to that sounds like that of a measured, responsible, trustworthy politician is Jonathan Braylock. You know he lying. You know he you know he telling you all kinds of lies to your face. You know what? To be truly honest, Braylock does like a politician. You know that nigga swindling <laughs> the shit out of you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that nigga. That, you know, 
All right, in that hitting voice. The moment he's like, the moment, the moment Brad Lyons like, how's your day? It's like, ah, no, nigga, don't, no, uh-uh. It's bad. It's going bad. I don't want no part. This honest Abe voice is that of Gerard Milligan. All right. And this voice is James the Third. You sound like you're going to rob somebody. We have, yeah, we have a cartoon on. Because your voice, James, sound like you're too nice. <laughs> we are a film review podcast, okay? We review the films of leading black actors. Tell them again. We talk, okay, we refill the. We review the films of Leading Black Action. <laughs> well, he said. <laughs> we talk about them in the context of race and diversity Ooh, in Hollywood. Oh, nigga, don't get me started. <laughs> and today we are reviewing the 1992 film, The Distinguished Gentleman, starring Eddie Murphy. Yo, Eddie Murphy went through a phase where you couldn't tell if he had a perm or just a really shiny haircut. Because <laughs> I was like, what is happening with the side of this, his hair? It's like, it's a perm. <laughs> But it's a really shiny haircut. The haircut is shiny. <laughs> like, is it greasy? Is it moose? But uh, anyway. This film also stars Cheryl Lee Ralph. Excuse me. <clears throat> rock. Uh, was it? Yes. Rock. rock. Oh, yeah. What's his real name? Charles S. Rock. Dutton. Charles S. Dutton. Always delivering a sermon at all points. Like, they even talk about it. <laughs> There's a point when they say you're, you're stuck sermonizing or whatever it is. Oh, incredible. Victoria Rawell and Shy McBride from iRobot and Boston. Hey! And this movie, it costs $50 million to make, according to... There's just no way. Wait, no way. There's just... Somebody needs to get some money back. Oh, did they film at DC? Did they film in DC or something? I don't know how this costs $50 million to make, but that's what it's telling me on Google. No way! It 50? made $86 million at the box office worldwide. Except, wait, hold on. Box Office Mojo says it only made $46 million worldwide. Oh, it says it only made $46 million domestic. What's even crazier to me, I think, Rotten Tomatoes, 13%. There's no way. Wow. You know what I'm saying? 13%? 13? 13%. 36% audience score. Huh. I don't believe All that. right. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> I don't believe now, that. Now, a lot of these review, I mean, I mean, they're all white people who reviewed this movie. Every single one. It's always that. It's always, I mean, how many black reviewers we got? Even, even when it comes to black movies, I'd be looking at these niggas that be getting them. I'm going to bring it up on the pod. Fuck it. I'll be looking at all these people who get all these care packages, gets to go to the premieres, and they be movie starring people of color. And then when the white person give it a bad review, I'm like, see, y'all fucked up. If y'all have bought us there, I'd at least laugh for 20 minutes in the podcast before you saying your movie sucks. Should have gave me that care package, okay? <laughs> you think I ain't want to come and take a photo on the red carpet? This is no. not the way for us. To what are you get... talking about, Bray? I'm just saying. Because the, the white people do it anyway. They do the same shit. I'm like, just let me do it. So you have hope. Let me give you what you don't give us. Hope, Nick. It's like, nah, I'm playing. But still invite us. I want to come. I won't say what's up. Um, okay. So that's that. This film is basically about a con man who decides to run for Congress because his name is the same name as that of the congressman who died uh, before him. It, it's, yeah. It the only unrealistic thing about this for me is that he was trying to match the names. But a con man running for Congress... The most unrealistic part of this to me was when he actually won and everybody was still cheering for him. <laughs> that was, I was like, I don't believe this. <laughs> I don't believe this one bit. <laughs> What's the Republican congressman who looks like a fish? 
He used to be who looks like a fish. Yeah, he like a weird fish. He like he used to be before the Democrats won. No, not Ted. But uh, you know who I'm talking about, right? He used to be in charge of, like, the House, like, before the Democrats lost. Well, Ted Cruz, definitely. Mitch McConnell. There you go, Melissa. Oh, he looks like a turtle. So you got your, you got your okay, animal. Mitch wrong. McConnell looks like a turtle. And for you to call him a fish. No, he looks like a blow. He looks like a little fish. And Ted Cruz looks like a, looks like the blubber you, fish. You, throw, you threw me off. He's also a part Yeah, of you messed Senate. up. He looks like a fish. No, he looks yeah, like a turtle. Yeah, that's my fault. They all look like weird little animals. I'm just saying, that dude a con man, because he done swindled everybody for, like, a long time. Oh, yeah, one. of course. And he's... Yeah, I mean, should we should we, should we, should we get into it? Do initial thoughts because I, I don't mind starting. What? All right, go ahead, brother. Oh, I have no clue how this is going to start with. Go Bray. ahead, Jonathan Braylock. I have no clue if he's going to like it or not. I I, I love this movie. <laughs> why is he smiling like this? I don't understand. Why, I, I'm what? How does this movie get thirteen percent? Because he a black dude making fun of old white folks. I, you know what? I think this movie is just. I think this movie was bef- way before its time. In the in the sense that in the '90s when this came out, people were blinded. <laughs> okay, like this came out when America just was fully, still fully racist. You know, like income inequality is about to jump through the roof. But people thought. It was like the middle class was about to disappear, but people thought it was going to last forever. And this was like the twilight era, like era of that. And so people probably were like, well, this movie's boring. Like politics isn't that bad. And you look at this movie now and you go, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, I know everything. Not only is it movie believable, but it's like you're kind of just like the, the core philosophy of the movie is just so <laughs> undeniably correct. It's just like, yeah, he's a con man and the greatest con men are in are in D.C. And they're just, it's the easiest way to just make money that you don't deserve and just con people out of money and not have to do any work. And I was just like, yeah, absolutely. I love that Eddie gets to do all these different voices and stuff. Like, It's like every, it's like it all made sense. It was fun. It's not my favorite Eddie Murphy movie, but I still thought, I was like, this movie definitely, it was, it was a good, it was like a solid good movie. Like it's crazy to me. But I, the, my only explanation for it is that I feel like it just, at the time it came out, people just didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear the message, you know? I mean, and then maybe people were getting tired of Eddie's thing. It's hard for comedians to last that long. This time he'd been, you know, killing it for almost 10 years now. So it's like, you know, it's like that always happens. The comedian star always kind of fades. But for, for me, not having seen this before and just seeing it now is like, I, I thought this movie was going to be terrible because I saw that Rotten Tomato score before I started watching it. I was like, oh, no. But it's not at all. Let me let me look up the highest rated black Rotten Tomatoes films. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm just curious to know what black films do well on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. I mean, okay. Sure, Black Panther did well. On... I mean, yeah, we know Black Panther did, but I'm just saying, what was the other ones? All right, well, I'll go while while Gerard does this research. I really like this movie. I had uh, I couldn't remember if I had seen it before. And then as the movie was going on, I realized that I had definitely seen it before. I think this is the first time I heard the phrase, put my foot in my mouth, take my foot out of my <laughs> mouth. And it started to hit me when 
the when he starts caring about the the fences, I was like, oh yeah, or the the electric telephone poles or whatever it is that he's like. Once he starts, once he starts caring, I remembered like the the beats of that and like and 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 how he like gets how he gets through it in the end. I is this the most voices like is this the most character voices Eddie has done in a movie? Like he plays so many different people. It's up there, right? If 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 not if not because he plays we hear him as all the voices we know him to do and then there's like a few others in there it was really cool yeah i mean i don't i don't know what else to to say about it right now i am also shocked that it that it has such a low score but i think exactly what you're saying bray is right like people weren't ready for the message they didn't want to hear that you know, but I just love that, like, by the end of this, he's just like, yeah, like, I, listen, I'm not going to be accepted in Congress, but I have a great head of hair and I can, and I can talk shit. I guess I'll run for president. It was just, it's just like, yep, that, yep, that's all it is. Look, man, uh. Jira is solely <laughs> the reason this has a 13%. Jira <laughs> flooded no, the man, internet with look. negative <laughs> votes. No, look, man, I, look, I, I, I like the message behind the movie. But you know what? This is my thing. I I do love the message. I think it was like cool. I thought Eddie was funny in it, but I don't think I like the movie because of Eddie. Like I, I don't know if that makes like I think like earlier on, but when he's doing all the scheming and stuff, it was like I know it's a comedy, but it almost was like too much Eddie doing Eddie, where I was like I can't take this serious because it was like him, but then he was like smooth and like trying to be a love interest, and it was like I, lo- I we knew he was gonna like you know, change who he was and like come around. And I, you know, it was cool that the little white girl, he helped a little, like he helped the town with the white girl and, and like her mom. Like, that's cool. I don't know if I like the movie. I think I like the attempt of it, but I don't know, like, for instance, I'm not gonna lie, I was hella bored. Like, I like I, I was watching and I can't tell you why. I think it might've been because of like, I, I was hoping like Eddie would have been a little bit more grounded at certain points. Like at the very beginning, it was just so much like, fast talking wheel and dealing i'm like ah this does this feels like the dude this feels like the character from boomerang just now running for like what was it a councilman a congressman but yeah i mean it was it was it was you know it, 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 i watched we watched it it's yeah man i got to see moisha's mom on this jump her stepmom so that was cool moisha's mom <laughs> yeah that was cool man i got to see her i got to see rock the woman from the was it the young and the restless she was great. Oh, is that the love interest? I'm gonna say my, my grandma used to love Young and the Restless, and I'm like, I know wow. I know her. I know She's I been know in her. Seven hundred and thirty-nine episodes. I auditioned for Young and the Restless, and then I lost it to, to Michael B. Jordan. So, no, I lost it to Chadwick. I lost it to Chadwick. What is that? That's just like four years. Like how many years? <laughs> How many years of Young and the Restless? Uh, that's like that's no, like, it's since nineteen. It's from nineteen ninety to two thousand and God seven. Damn, and that's like some that's some different type acting. Like you're doing like some you're doing some telenovela. Like you are my mama, and then they do the zoom in. A lot of schmacking. I always think of movies. I always think whether you like movies or not are also always about when you see them. You know what I mean? Like where you are at personally. <laughs> that is true. Also, I think I'm over politics because I think you're right, bro. Like I am so tapped out and like I know we're about to come up on a midterm and I'm like, I don't like 
none of y'all. Like, I don't like, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do because I can't not vote, but I'm like, at this point, feels like an exercise in futility. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everybody go out and vote. <laughs> Not a political podcast. I mean, I don't want the, I guess I don't, you know, I definitely don't want a Republican Congress again. God, the Supreme Court's already 6-3 and no, somebody else might be leaving. We got to get another Gerard one. very calmly muttering that a Democratic one wouldn't help either. <laughs> well, no, no, very no. quietly I'm muttering under his no, breath. No, listen. <laughs> who you want? Who do you want the people that's going to be honest with you and tell you they don't care about you? Or the ones who are going to lie to you, like take you out to dinner and then screw you over later? I don't know. It depends on your poison. It depends on your poison. It's really just balance. It's got to get some balance. Anyway. We're losing all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> they know this is not a political podcast. They you like this? I, I, so you didn't like this beginning little con? Because I liked it. I thought it was funny. I, I was laughing. You know what it was? I think once the, boy, the fake boyfriend came in and then Eddie kept going and then he was like, yo, get him in the bathroom. It just felt like that opening scene was like 10 minutes. And I was it like... It, like... A lot of these scenes probably could have been tighter. Like, not... Like, I don't even necessarily think that you had to lose whole scenes. It was just like you could have yeah. tightened it up. Yeah, like this movie's in an, an hour 45. It could have been an hour 30. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I do think that also it's one of those things where like, and maybe this is just his energy at the time, but like this does feel like boomerang to me. It does feel like every like smooth Eddie Murphy character. And I think Eddie is a really good actor. So it's like, it would have been cool if he just like, I don't know. It just—it feels like he could have been a little different, but it's you know that's in hindsight. Yeah, at this point I was already annoyed. Yeah, and this is also at a time too where, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't even know. I, I can't even say that it's different now. But like, there is a, there is something that people are expecting from him almost you know, in in a, in way in performing and in you know, and so like there he's even you know he's probably directed a certain way. Too, you know, like even if he, cause, cause he does have like moments in this. There aren't a lot of them, right? And the, and and they don't even really come until the end of the movie. Really, he is sort of like a two dimensional con man for most of this. Yeah, three dimensional once he has a love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now he cares about something. Because <laughs> this came out the same year as Boomerang. Like, came out the exact same year, and it felt like the same wardrobe, felt like the same dude. Well, I, see, this is a, that's just a general thing about comedians, like comedy actors to me, which is, do you do different things or do you do the thing that made you famous? That's tough, yeah. And I think the people who are always successful, like, generally, like, there are very few people who do different things. They usually almost always do the same thing, you know? Like, there's very rare times you get, like, a John C. Riley, you know? Like, because even, like, Jonah Hill, who's done a bunch of different stuff, like, when he was doing his comedy stuff, he was still kind of doing the same thing, you know? Like... That's true. I just think that it's tough, though. It's tough because it, it does start to... At a certain point, people are like, all right, I've seen it, you know? And you do. You get tired of it. I think for me, because I hadn't seen Eddie, I hadn't seen, I, I saw this out of, out of its time, and I hadn't seen Eddie Murphy movie you know, in a bit. Like, we haven't reviewed one on the podcast in a bit. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, good point. I was like, oh, yeah, the Eddie stick. I love it. You know, like, it's like mm. all the delight, like, he's delightful, he's poised, he's fast talking, like, but, but also feel, feels like a person you want to like, you know. 
and he does this so they do this whole bit about like he comes in as a cop and it felt here's the thing too i will say sometimes and this is true of all the kind of con or like fast talking kind of movies sometimes i feel like the lines they're saying are funny but I don't believe for a second that the other person in the scene would actually believe them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But like this time I was like, for a lot of it, I felt like I would, I feel like this is believable that he would get, that he could make these people think about whatever, you know, like when he came in, like the way that he did the, the way that this con operated, like it, it started to push a little bit of boundary, like towards the very end, but like in the beginning and what he was doing, like, I was like, this feels believable to me. Like, this feels like a con that's funny, and it's still, like, it works, you know? What's so funny is this con is in... I mean, it's not the exact same, but it's basically the same. And Will Smith and Margot Robbie's movie, Focus, is how Will meets Margot Robbie, is that, like, she picks him up, takes him back to the hotel, then the angry boyfriend comes in and tries to, like, extort him for money, but he knows the con. So I'm just like, oh, look at this! This con... Was must be like a real thing people would do because <laughs> it made it 20 years later. Yeah, I mean, I even also felt like I've seen this like in the slapstick way, like how it's played in, in this in other movies, too, I feel like, you know, but it was. Yeah, I it did feel like it, the the setup of it was like very much like, yeah, so far, so far I buy it. And then, I mean, you know, th- it was a movie, so they had a very little convenient moment where he's, like, hiding and he overhears people talking about running for Congress. And and he's like, I don't know if I'm going to run. And he's like, what if I give you X amount of money? And then he's like, well, then I think it's my duty to run. And then he's like, man, I got to get into politics. I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. I mean, it's so crazy because some politicians... You know how much they're supposed to make, but like where they live in DC, I mean, when they, sorry, their DC place, a lot of them have is like in the most expensive part of DC. And I'm like, ain't you only supposed to make like 150, 200K? How the fuck y'all for in this? Don't make no sense. I even, I was even watching, no, no that was a, not a political podcast. They, get, they give them stop. those places, don't they? Or do they not? I don't know. Sometimes I do know, like, it's so tricky because some of them have really nice row houses. But then some of them share, like some of the politicians like, oh, I guess they don't have that much money. So like three of them will like share one when they're in town. But I'm like, so where are the other ones getting money? Like Nancy Pelosi is like really good at Wall Street. Let me stop. We're not a political podcast. I'm not about to talk about Nancy on this show, Bray. I know what you You did, Bray. No, Bray. Bray tried. James, you saw it. I was I did, calm, I saw it. and then Bray tried to be like, hey, yo, how are their houses? And he knew I was going to go on a tirade, but he's not going to get me today, okay? Yeah, yeah. Not going to get me today. I saw it. Because we don't do All politics right. on this show, okay? <laughs> we talking about Eddie Murphy and his slick back fade. Yeah, don't, let, right? Bray, don't, don't let Bray trick you, Gerard. Not with the trick. slick back fade, James, okay? <laughs> back to Eddie. Eddie trying to swindle because the, the, the white politician, he dies because he was with his side chick. Oh, my God. I wish we could address how scandalous that could have been. He just died, like, with a side chick. That's crazy. I know. He died in the middle of an affair. <laughs> like, that's like a crazy... Could you imagine if some Bill Clinton went down and it was like, how did Bill die? Like, that would be a big deal. Could you imagine? I feel like I would, you, I would be so scarred if somebody died while I was having sex with them. That's... Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh no, that feels terrible. It's oh, that'd be terrible. 
I mean, it it's kind of weird because that never really comes back into play. Like she's in the movie still, but like we're like she's not real a real character. <laughs> like it's that that part was kind of weird. I was like, well, if you're gonna keep her in the movie, like you should probably do something with her. <laughs> I mean. I don't think this movie passed the Bechtel test, but, you know, it was in 1992. The so. Bechtel test. <laughs> it's just so funny to think, it's just so funny to think that it even could. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, it's, but it could have because you had Cheryl and you had, like, I mean, they had two, literally had two lead black women in it. It could have. It could have just been a scene with them just, like, hanging or like yeah but what would they have what would they have they don't have anything to talk about you know what i mean <laughs> well actually there was a scene with them there there was a there was a scene uh-oh does it pass <laughs> but did they talk to i think it does pass because the there's the mom the mom comes in with her child who has cancer right Ooh, and they yes. I, I don't know if, if she's a major enough oh, character oh i mean they no, do no, they I, do yeah. Well, that scene technically they're talking. Oh, good point, Brent. It's tricky because that scene they're talking about Eddie because they're trying to get to Eddie, but then the mom explains what's happening with the daughter to Cheryl. So that's them talking about the daughter. Ooh. Oh. Okay. What's the mom's name though? Does the mom have a name? Come on, man! Don't do this. Like, Dude, that's, wow. she, <laughs> she has to be a child. Has a name. The child definitely has a name. I feel like they, she does. I don't know. Let's see what remember. the mom's name. I don't is. remember character don't names. Don't do this. Don't do this. The I mom. mean, the mom definitely has a name in IMDb. It might be mom. What's her name's mom, though? That might be the case. Don't do this. It might be. Hold on. Let's see. It might pass, though. I, I scoffed at it, but now it's like, hold on. Maybe this movie passes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he dies. Is it, is it Juba? Don't. It, he dies. Then all of a sudden, Eddie. How does Eddie find out that he died? Oh, he saw it in the paper. And then he decides to run based on name recognition. And he, like, his scheme is now in and underway. Because that way, it's technically, he's technically a con man trying to go legit. Because he's like, yo, we get this job. I can, like, finally give y'all money. You know what I mean? Like, so he's trying to go legit. He just went to the dirtiest business in the game. Politics. I mean, I would even argue that he actually is not trying to get, go legit. He's trying to continue a con, and then and then midway through, he realizes, oh, actually, maybe I, maybe I want to be legit, right? Like, cause he, cause, cause that, cause up and up until the the business with the power lines or whatever, he's just like trying to, he's still trying to game the system for as long as he can game. Yeah, he doesn't care. He cares a little bit about the love interest. Yeah, he doesn't really care into the power lines. He's not really trying to go legit. The the thing that I liked, so they run on Nate. Like he runs on his name. Like this guy dies. He and he's like, he's like, I'm gonna run just on name recognition. Like, you know, it, it's cause his mom like tells the story or story about like people would people voted for a dead person you know because they didn't know that the person was dead because people don't pay attention and i literally thought this is 100 percent accurate because i mean like it's i will vote i mean like it's not exactly that way now anymore i guess but like even when i'm involved with politics i'm still barely involved you know what i mean like like and i'm still like who do i vote for especially for like 
if it's like council member number five, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know who this is. Like, give me a card. Like, somebody tell me who to vote for, you know? And it's like, oh, I trust this person. This person says vote for this person. I'm like, cool, I'll vote for this person. Well, most people, a lot of people just vote for, they just see Republican, Democrat. I'll vote for the Republican. I'll vote for the Democrat, you know? It, it was a fun, funny kind of thing. And like, they have this whole campaign where they just like cut out the names. So I love the scene where she's just like take fielding calls and she's just like, no, he will not do the interview. Thank you. Yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, he will not take a picture. <laughs> Honestly, and I think the, was it that his promo was like, he doesn't even want to show you his face. You know who yeah. he is, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's just zooming in on his name. <laughs> It was like, you know, you know him, you, you know who to trust, you know? <laughs> Yo, honestly. And what's it. funny is they, they keep saying, they like never lie. It's always like the name, you know, like they the name never you know. say the name, the you, name know. you trust, the name you trust. <laughs> they never lie. It, they said fraud. And I was like, it wasn't fraud. Like they didn't yeah. do, they didn't, there was no fraud. He didn't pretend to be somebody else. That's his name. You know, what was he? Was he like a Democrat or Republican? Or, no, he ran. No. He ran on Silver Fox part. He ran on a on a third party, and that's why they were like, and and that was the thing. They were like, well, we need to get the signatures, and he's like, or we can go to someone who has the signatures already. Oh, that was the uh, the the, the, guy the older had, guy. Yeah, I remember that older guy had had that, you know. And he was like, well, why would you trust you? And he, well, you'll never you'll never win. And he's like, I will because of my name. And he says his name, and then she's like, oh snap. <laughs> Yeah, it's like she with this, she with the swindle too. Like I did like that part. Like everybody's in on it. I'm saying, but this is, and then, and then he wins. After all of that, you know, the name you know, the name you trust. Everybody votes for him. He never takes any pictures. Never takes any pictures. Then he walks out to accept, but you know, his his accept that he that he got so the, like Caribbean music and like. <laughs> Everyone, even the white people who knew this dude was a black, a, a white dude, a white name that they vote for all the time. Everyone's cheering for him. I was just like, "What is this?" I think that was his. I think that was the Silver Fox people. The, oh yeah, the older people. That? I think that was yeah. I think it was the older white people who voted for him. Oh uh, okay, it was the yeah. Listen, I'm. I, I do want to. Just so y'all know, when I get old, I do want to get into politics. I want to. I want to like go back to D.C. Oh no, I want to be like. I want to be. You know, a Reagan that's good for the black community. You know what I'm saying? An actor turn good one. You want to be a good Reagan? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> he just means an actor turned politician. But I want to be, I want to be. That's all you I mean, be, right? <laughs> I want to be actor turned president, okay? James is like, wait, please say that's all you mean. No, right? I, I'm not, I cannot now or will I ever say. <laughs> And that's all that I mean. You could have said Schwarzenegger. You could have said Nah. They, well, he wasn't high enough. He wasn't. More, he wasn't important enough. Okay. He didn't have enough impact. Reagan is the reason. Why do I keep talking about politics? God damn it! Why do who picked this? Because oh, this, this is movie a movie. You, first politics. of all, you picked this movie. I'm never going to get invited. Okay, to the correspondence dinner. Yeah, the correspondence dinner. You know what I mean? I want to go. Why would you never get invi- invited? To because that I'm because I'm just shitting on presidents. Okay. What do you want me to say? That's why you would get invited. Oh, that's that's the whole what point. you do. No, but they do it there because they feel safe. I'm doing it in real life saying, no, I really fucking mean it. They be having Trevor over here, like, hee hee, ha ha, he an American. I'm like, no, I know y'all got a history of fuckery, okay? Like, it's a history of fuckery with you and the person before you and then your friend Tito over there, too. You know what I'm saying? Tear all those photos down from the Great Hall, you know? What are we talking about? <laughs> I you do realize know. you would be invited to a Democratic president's 
Nah, they don't gonna want me either. Cause I don't nah, cause I, I, I I'm going in on them harder, Bray. Okay? Going in on them harder. All right. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Cause they show up to your house, they eat your food, tell you what they're gonna do, and then you know what they're gonna do? You know what they're gonna do, Bray? They gonna help Mary Sue next door, and she ain't give these niggas no food. Okay, they came to our cookout. Gerard is a staunch centrist. He's <laughs> he's not on either side. <laughs> they came to our cookout, Bray. They was over here hanging with me, trying to teach them how to play space. And then they gonna go outside, and I see them next day, like, "Hey, yo, what happened? Oh man, we had to help out Mary Sue. We had to get make sure her lawn and her house was paid for. Who the fuck was that? She didn't come out and feed you." Okay. Have no clue who Mary Sue is. Bray, this. you know Mary Sue, Bray. <laughs> Bray, you know Mary Sue, Bray. Bray. <laughs> Ma- Mary Gates, maybe, I know. No, Bray. You know Mary Sue, Bray. You seen her. All right. Where are we? He just got in the office. I like this. I like he get, he gets up there and the guy that wants to be his AA is like, is 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 already hitting him with the swindle. And he just he's just like, you're swindling me. Like he like he appreciates <laughs> yeah, he like appreciates the hustle. And so he just hires him on the spot. I thought that was cool. That was great. They got they have all the like they did because he they ran on that campaign of like never show up to anything, no one ever sees me. He gets the like shitty office. They like have it filed certain things, like, and so there's a lot of stuff he's behind on. And this dude helps him out, which Yeah, and he also knows absolutely I, I didn't like this dude though already. You know what I mean? It already felt like something was gonna be up with it with him. Why like did they never respected him? Like he still didn't respect him throughout the whole thing. He didn't earn any respect. He was still throwing stuff at him. And I was like, good. That felt right. He threw the pin at him and it hit him and he heard him on the on the screen go, ow. I was like, yeah. As much as that guy is a like a brown noser and stuff, up until up until the point when he like turns and just helps out the other guy. He is carrying Eddie through, like, he, like, (laughs) Eddie doesn't, there's certain things that Eddie doesn't know, and this guy is just, like, there's that point where he's literally feeding him lines. Granted, it's just to, so that he can hit on homegirl, but he's just, he's feeding him lines to say, and it's like, yeah, like, you don't gotta... (laughs) <laughs> that's his job. That's his job. That's what politics... That's the thing that's so funny about this. The thing that I loved... Let me say this. I'll say this. My favorite bit in this movie, my favorite bit in this movie, hands down, is when Eddie goes in and votes. Has zero clue what he just voted for. Just his name. Comes out, and they're like, they're like, what did you vote for? And he's like... And then he sees the two guys who are also who also came into Congress. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, what, why don't you tell him what they voted? We voted for, and he's like, we voted. They, one says like we voted for what was it? Ch- ch- children, like oh, clean air. Oh, clean air for children. Yeah. But first, they try to just do politician speak to like to talk around it. You know, we voted on the on the on the reverse of the last of the last appeal, and and then an appeal to the first question. Like they just they're just like like on a motion to the question to the appeal. <laughs> yeah. And they're they're like no 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 it was a it was a it was a motion to vote for the appeal of the you know whatever <laughs> yeah and then and, and school lunches is one of them and then it's clean air school lunches and clean air yeah yes <laughs> clean air it was school lunch clean air I, I was like that I was like this is great because because to me see this is the thing this is why I was like I respect this movie because I was like the easy thing to do is have Eddie come in and be like he has no clue what he's doing and all these other politicians are running circles around him. But instead, he came in and he was like, I li-, and he says this multiple times, like, I'm not different from anybody else here. 
And it's true. You're lo- you're watching. You're like, yeah, he really is. he really isn't. Like when the one guy, when those those same two guys, when he first meets them, he's like, oh, what did you what did you do? He was like, I don't. I was like a firefighter. Like what? Like you know, like they were they did nothing. You know, like they, and you're like, oh right. And then you think about it, and you're like, but that is who politicians are are not always like. They don't they don't necessarily have like whatever credentials that we think you would have for a normal job. And then people get promoted to chair. Like when Trump got elected, he made freaking like Perry. Was that his name? I forget all these people's names now. Remember, he made him like head of like energy. And it was like, what does he know about energy? Yeah. Well, there just isn't that like there isn't there aren't like just clear steps to get to get whatever the to get whatever the promotion is or to get whatever the job is. And I what I think is cool about about this scene but then also the conceit of this movie as a whole is we were we were kind of talking about this on the associate movie which is like it's oftentimes we see with movies like this is we see like the 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 like black hustler criminal or whatever that like hustles their way into the job and it's like oh boy are they ever are they ever going to get found out you know and 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 but this movie is like making a commentary on politics as a whole by saying everyone is doing this job and so it's like you don't you don't fault this movie for having that trope because like that is the point that that ends up being the point of this movie which is really cool it's yeah. like the whole like will they find him out isn't even that big of a plot point because you realize some way through the movie that they know who he is and they're just like, yeah. they don't care because they're yeah. like, oh, great. Good. Like, if anything, they're like, good job. That like, yeah. great campaign. <laughs> that was really smart. Yeah. No, they were never like, when he goes, and he's like thinking this about to be a real bad thing. And they're like, man, we were out here on the trail doing these interviews and you ran on name recognition and known genius it was like they were so hype they were so hype they're like oh my god brilliant move congratulations you're smart and you deserve to be <laughs> yeah it's like great i mean you know if people are at home are like this would never happen i mean outside of the president we had i just read this interview about like that one white congressman who wants to be aoc who like got caught at the airport taking a loaded gun again he's like the guy in the wheelchair, but like low key, he's kind of really shady and nasty. The little young dude, I'm like, that dude was like a nobody. And then now look at him. You know, I feel like we guys, we could run. We could run. Can can we? Can you not run as a trio? Is it rules? Is yeah, it rules? You, you can't run for a, as a trio for one position. <laughs> yeah, but we can share because it could be it could be like a hydra. Is like we could do different things. I can go curse out certain people. You know what I'm saying? James could be super nice, but like you can go talk to the white people, make them feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I could be like Gerard's position is to curse. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this too, like <laughs> the uh, the thing that I re- like the thing that I, they don't talk about this too much in the movie, but I was thinking about it when I was watching it. I was like, that's right, a politician's job isn't really to know like the issues outside of. A knowing it, knowing to be able to say enough to get elected, because a politician's job is to get elected, and that's it. And that's uh, to get elected and to raise raise money, and raising money is to get elected, uh, and for other things, obviously. But like that that that's like that's it, you know. And so the how this thing works, it's like it's just so like the idea of the movie. Maybe the idea of the movie is greater than the what the actual execution is. But to me, the idea of the movie is just so 
flawless. Like, it's so genius that I was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Like, absolutely. A con man running. Like, yeah. And you would be a great politician because that's all that politicians really do. Like, even when they have a good heart, they still have to sell stuff to people, you know? His speech when he, we skipped this part, but his speech after he got elected, when he was just doing clips from other people's speeches, like... So funny. Yo. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Ask not what your country can do for you. For you. But he also, not only were they clips from other speeches, but he also never completed... Never completed completed a thought. No, not one. And in closing, read my read my lips. lips. <laughs> I was, at one point, I was like, "Yo, is this supposed to be like this?" Crazy. And they all go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You have nothing to fear. <laughs> like, just <Yeah>. no. <laughs> also, there was one point that I really loved, and the thing is, I was like, "Is this racist?" But it felt so right in the movie when Eddie has the little van. And he's like going around on the speaker and he's like doing every nationality, like like every ethnicity. I don't know why it made me laugh because they're all literally every voice he has become in a movie. Like, you know, the Jewish one was coming to America, like the Asian one was in Norbit. So like all the voices he's done in the flesh before, but it was so funny when it was the black one. Hey man, put that down. Every time you eat that, you think of Jefferson. I was like, this he's so good. Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, it was. We need, he needs an R-rated comedy. That's what Eddie needs. He needs a good R-rated comedy. What you mean, new R-rated comedy? Yeah, like a new one. Like, like he need, he needs, he needs like a, like, a, like we need a comedic Tarantino. Well, remember he did. I mean, this, this was several years ago now, but he did. Dolomite is my name. Dolomite is my name. And he, I guess he's in that new Kenya Barris movie. Oh, and then he so he immediately is like there. The there's a guy that's talking to him and is telling him. I loved how everybody was like cool. Like they were just like yeah. They, everybody was giving tips. They were like yeah. So that's the that's the leader of the power. You know the energy and power committee. You know that ha- that's that's the honey pot. Like they get the most donations out of anybody. He was like okay cool. He's like you you know you want to work your way up to that. And then he goes to a guy and he's just like how do I get on that committee? you know, immediately. And he was like, well, well, how do I get on my committee? And the guy was like, well, you know, it takes about like six years, six to eight years, and you work your way, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, okay. And then he's like, well, how do I do that? How do I shorten that? And he's like, all right, I guess you could, I guess you could do it in four years. And he's like, how do I do it in four days? <laughs> how to do it now? How do I do it? First thing. <laughs> First thing, like four days. And he's like, well, that's in that's impossible. You know, it, it's unheard of. No young congressman has ever been put on that committee. And then he goes, mm-hmm. unless. <laughs> <laughs> I guess unless the president said it or there was, you know, some pressure by, I don't know. Yeah. And then we get to the bit that James did, which was a great bit. I love it's that bit. so funny. That bit is so good. That might be my favorite part of the whole movie, yo. Well, no, it's just because we, we were talking before about how things needed to be cut in this. And that's the one, this is the one thing where I'm like, nope, could have gone on. (laughs) I could have heard another four minutes of this. (laughs) The length of that was perfect because he just goes down the list of, and also for that, I mean, I know 90, I know where we sell ourselves as a society short because now it's 2022. You're like, that was 30 years ago, even though you're like 92, that was also 
you know, 30 years after civil rights. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. it's still to, to, for him to go out the list of every single minority group. Wow. It was. Damn. It was 30 years. Wow. Any handicaps or gays? No gays. No gays. <laughs> no gays. <laughs> oh. It elongates it. It's. <laughs> Do MLK? I mean, it, it was brilliant. Yeah. Yo, when he, it's just like when he goes, hey, "No gays." It's like, why did like why are we just emphasize it that? And it's just like you look around him, it's just all old white men, and it's like this is this is great, man. This is great. Beautiful con to get onto the committee. By the way, completely believable. Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent believable. I was like, yeah, uh huh. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm going to say this, and I mean this out of love, because I know he did it with the kindness of his heart. Barack Obama had to do something, yo. This is a young black dude had who got that nomination. I'm like, hey, man, I don't know what he did. I can't. Like, Where yo, is this coming from? Look, look, we talking about how Eddie was a young black dude who, who scammed his way on this committee. Barack got in the White House, dog, and he was young. He was young. I ain't never heard. I remember my parents made me watch all those, like, you know, DC, everybody got to care about it. I remember watching the DNC, seeing him pop up, like, when he was nobody. And you know how they have, like, the up-and-coming people, like, talk during the, like, before the commercial breaks? And he popped up and was all smiley. I remember going, who this nigga? And next thing I know, the next DNC, he was running. I was like, what? That that dude? Barack, yo, hey, man, I, I, I applaud it. But if Barack becomes like 80 years old and has one of them Quincy Jones type interviews where he just starts spilling the beans, I'm going to be like, <laughs> brother, you did what you had to do. OK, you did what you had to do. That's all I'm going to say. I don't even know what I'm the team, point is exactly. I'm team B.O. You know what I'm saying? Wait, are you? I can't tell if you're for Barack or against him. <laughs> I'm team B.O. Listen, I have no I will say this. I have no problem with black folk having to do what needs to be done to get in some of these circles. Because white folk been swindling, scheming, killing, pillaging for years. Like, in politics, and we just like, oh, this is this is cutthroat politics. They're just doing politics. I'm like, all right, bet. Reagan? <laughs> become the, the black Ronald Reagan. <laughs> right, here's my question for you, though, Gerard. Do you want to, do you want to know the skeletons in his closet? Like, do you want to know if he did something? Do you know what I mean? Or do you just want it to be known that you understand? I want to know how he, I want to know how he got away with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, teach me the lessons. All right. This is my thing. This is my thing. I do believe that, like, I love, the one thing I will say about this movie, Braylock, you convinced me. I like this movie. What I love about this movie is that Eddie is an open swindler. Like, open about it. He talks about it about the whole thing. Like, he doesn't care. Even at the end, he still ends the movie as a swindler. All right. And I love that because me, when I think about a lot of politicians, all they do, like, we literally, what sucks about politics, like, every time we joke about it, like, we expect a politician to come give us a speech and lie to us in the speech. Anytime we expect something to get done, people always, like, they say the phrase outside of actual government, oh, it's just politics, when, like, swindling or, like, back deals have to happen. And it's usually involving people of color, especially black folk getting screwed over. So I get to see this black dude do the same moves and swindle. And I'm like, yo, teach everybody. You know what I'm saying? Come on, let's have a let's have a sequel, okay? Let's have a black lady in that. Don't let her get on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this movie, okay. So like midway through this movie, you know, he meets C- Celia. Yes, Celia Kirby, who he kind of hits on, 
I thought she was like I I feel like she was a a nice strong character, you know, like she like didn't fall for him right away. It was very much like, hey, like like I also want to talk to you about sexual harassment by congressmen. Oh, we forgot that scene in the elevator when they're first coming. Oh, Della Reese. <laughs> yeah, that was very funny. Reese. Like you gonna touch my ass? And like, no, no, <laughs> why I would, not? no. What? Why not? <laughs> the other the other congressman just the other dude goes, I'd touch your ass. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I thought we were going to see more of her, actually, in this movie. I know. She was great. That wow, was great she's time. uncredited in that. Really? Yeah. Rude. Rude. Some, in a camp, you know, she just showed up. Oh, my God. Is this what she looks like now? How? Yo, black women, I love you. Like, I'm looking at Victoria right now. She has beautiful gray locks. This woman doesn't look. She's 65. Man. Please, Lord, help me out. I mean, these people are beautiful. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lord, uh, I just like me. If you Google, like if you Google help her, it's like I would. Me. You would never know this woman is in her sixties. Like it's just impossible. Like it's in, thoroughly impossible. Lord have mercy. You know, I thought like the development of this felt felt nice. The pacing was nice. He, uh, I like that bit with like we already mentioned the computer screen. You know, he's <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But like the common clad, the dad who's a preacher. That that's. I was a little bit confused as to what... Oh, the, oh, he was like uncle or something. Oh, he was the uncle. I couldn't quite track what... I know he was on the uh, ethics committee, and he was a, he was a congressman too, right? Was he? Like, yes, 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 he was. Was, was. Wait, was he a congressman or was he a... He was both a congressman and a reverend at the same time, it felt like. I think he was a congressman because, remember, he was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run for the chair of the committee... You know, and he's like, I bet I'll, I bet I'll beat you. You know, I couldn't, it was a little, it was a little strange because he was still preaching. I couldn't tell exactly what he wanted. Like, I can, he wanted, he just wanted Eddie to be honest. It felt like, like he just wanted him to be like better. I don't, cause I couldn't tell what his, yeah, what his wonder was either. And then like, cause they, when they first meet him, they kind of like, kind of drag him a little bit for being like kind of snake, snaky. And I'm like, oh, so maybe he just wants to see him do better. Because then at the end, he's kind of like smiling for him. Like, yeah, he did it. But like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know why he cared so much. Maybe he just wanted to do right by people. Right. But basically what happens is he kind of blows up at this guy who became Dick Dodge, who became Eddie's like protege. I remember this dude, Dick Do- Lane Smith. He's in Adventures of Lois and Clark. He was uh, the paper guy. Yeah, he was the head of the paper. Yeah, yeah, he was the head of the paper. Yeah, yes, the ba- the bad coach in Mighty Ducks. Yeah, he was the judge in. Uh... Yes. Oh wait, no, not the judge. He was was he a, the other lawyer in My Cousin Vinny? Oh, he was in My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, it's funny because now I only remember him from the Mighty Ducks because he was the one in the black. Yeah, and when the, the rich boy coach. went to his team. The rich boy went to his team. He's like, we got him. And then the rich boy left and went back to the Ducks. He all, he plays such a good bad guy, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, and he's been a bad guy in a lot of movies. Basically, they do this thing where he's like, he goes to Eddie. He's like, hey, can you, you know, smooth things over? I Maybe I went a little bit too far with him. They try to. Th- this scene was a little slightly confusing. Basically, some person just rear ends them and then, like, does a hit and run. And Eddie winds up calling him because he's like, oh, this feels like it's not good like it like scandalous because i guess the one dude was drunk but she wasn't drunk you know what i mean yeah, he wasn't driving 
Oh, yeah. I guess it must have been the, the... Yeah, maybe the fact that it was a car accident and they were, like, black, they were going to assume something happened. I couldn't quite I couldn't quite get it. Obviously, when when Dick got a hold of it and made it be like, oh, he's he was intoxicated in the car with a known like phone sex worker, then that sounds ridiculously scandalous, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like when Eddie got caught. Never mind. What are you about to say? No, because remember, <laughs> it sounded like when Eddie got caught and when he had the, the prostitute in the car. Y'all remember that? When he, I do when remember he, he that. The prostitute in the car. I do it, it remember was like, that someone, time. It was like when something was random. It was like the nineties. It was like him and him and Martin had back to back, like, like incredibly wild situations that happened to them, like in like the late nineties. I want to say it was like the it was like Hugh Grant and Eddie Murphy, and then like Martin Lawrence went crazy, like not crazy, but he started like spazzing out on the streets of L.A. Anyway, this has nothing to do with it. I don't know why I've been on tangents. I'm sorry, y'all. Back to the movie. You know what is so tricky? Because as the movie's going, it's just like white people scamming and Eddie trying to scam them. And then all of a sudden, like the white dude tries to have like Eddie in his pocket. But then like the one thing I did like, and this is something that really does bother me because I think, Brayden, when you say like this movie does feel kind of realistic, on the daily, someone, someone recently talked about like, maybe it was John Oliver. Someone recently talked about Flint, Michigan. Like, in 2022, it brought up the water in Flint, Michigan, and how in 2022, majority of the water is still bad in the Flint, Michigan. And, you know, 2022. Oh, my God, that's what it was. So, so John Albert specifically talks about, like, schools and stuff being in some of these plant areas that have been giving people cancer. Like, how they get away with it and how politicians help push things under the rug, even though people are dying, little babies are getting sick. And so watching this, I'm like, oh, this is such a big deal. And so it's interesting to see that like Eddie kind of comes out a winner at the end of this. And I'm like, it's so interesting because I don't think these things are truly easy to maneuver because it's clearly Flint still has bad water. Like certain schools are still surrounded by power lines. You know what I mean? Like these things still... I mean, I yeah, it, the the thing that it's so funny because I was like trying to read some of these negative reviews, and like people are like, "Oh, this this the plot is so farcical, like it's so unbelievable," and I'm like, "The only thing unbelievable about the plot is the end, like, you know, it's like there would be no good ending, like even if he caught a politician doing this, that doesn't mean that these power lines are going to get brought down. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean squat. All it means is that this one person might." take a hit and they'll just fill it with another person who's who's just like that person and the the scandals will continue you know it's so interesting even the power lines thing i was like huh i've never heard i was like wait do power lines cause cancer and i looked it up and like it's still to this day you know studies are still they still have the studies that are like no they don't not really like these studies say that they don't you know so i don't know i'm not i'm not here to say if they do or they don't i'm just saying like that the 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 device of the film like that whole story with the film like oh like these paralyzers are cu- clearly causing cancer and like politicians don't want to do about anything about it well if that is true that's still happening today because no because there's no clear consensus that power lines cause cancer and if and if, and if if it is true then that means that money is throwing it you know and that's the thing is that yeah it took so, whatever these yeah. reports are well, and here's the other oh the other scene that I really liked was when they get together because it wasn't so, it wasn't, it, 
it was like Eddie's been con- Eddie's been swindling just like everybody else, right? But he has this moral conscious thing because he sees a little girl with cancer. He's like, well, this is something, you know, that doesn't feel right, you know? And they're like, and he's like, come on, it's cancer. And the, the dude goes, look, man, everybody hates cancer. But you know how much it would cost to move those power lines? It costs $5 billion. The power industry will hate you. You'll be the person who increased everybody's taxes. The school district will hate you because they'll have no they'll have no money because they have to move too. And then like the company, it's like it was like this this litany of things. And he was like, so it is like it's not worth it. And I was just like, that's exactly what happens in Washington every single day where they go. It's not worth it to change anything. Even if we know it's kind of right, we still won't do it because the economic cost to change all this stuff. Like and and then the people who will be against it, it's not worth it, you know. Yeah. And I was just like, God damn! <laughs> and like he, no, I was like, there's Lily. I was watching that thing earlier, and one of these guys who lives in a town with these kind of power plants, I guess they had a town hall with the company, and the PR person goes, "We chose the pass of least resistance by like he said, why did y'all do this in this town?" And it was like a black town, like a small black town. And he's like, the path of least resistance. And it's like, yeah, this probably happens everywhere. It's like, this poor white town, that poor black town, put this shit up, because who's going to defend these people? Actually, you know what? Brightest movies dead deserve... That's why I didn't get good ratings, okay? I didn't get good ratings, because the government, the man, Bray, the man didn't like that the secret was out, and he didn't like that a black man, okay? Yeah, I think it's a game, but it's really not a game. Let's see who those reviews are. Bots. This was bots, Bray. <laughs> yeah. Well, the re- no, I mean the reviews are from in nineteen ninety two. In nineteen ninety two, ain't nobody know who the hill Rotten Tomatoes was. So you know what was happening? Well, no, Rotten they, Tomatoes was paid. No. What happened? No, Rotten what happened? Tomatoes doesn't employ the critics. They aggregate reviews from other publications on their website. That sound come, like come Bray. You know how Rotten Bray, Tomatoes Bray, works Bray, right now. That right there sound like the swindle itself. It sounds like we ain't got nothing to do with this. It sounds like, hey, we don't know why these black movies are getting reviewed like this. This is 1992's The Interview. Like, once the man figured out that this movie was being made, they were like, how do we bury this? And they figured out how to bury it. Hell yeah. They buried and it. And by the man, we mean the government. The man. Let me stop before they cut off my mic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> they cut off his mic. There was a great line early on where the guy's explaining. He goes, he's like, all right, what's your... I, man, see, there's so many scenes in this movie I love. He goes, what's your stance on this thing? And then he goes, uh... And it's like, it's like again, one of these scenes in a, in a con movie where he has to con his way out of not knowing. And instead, he just goes, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, w- 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 what's your stance on it? He goes, I don't know. I don't care. And he's like, whatever. What do you want anybody for? You want to be against? He was like, what should I be? He's like, well, if you're for, like, you'll get, you know, donations from this organization, this organization, and that organization. If you're against, you'll get donations from that organization, this organization, that organization. And he goes, okay, uh, again? Yeah. What? He's like, all right, why don't you be against? Okay, why don't you be for this? And then he goes, I have a question. If... <laughs> If there are so many lobbyists on each side of this issue, how does anything ever get done? And he goes, they don't. <laughs> oh my God, so good. Yeah, that's what I was gonna, I was gonna, that was what I was gonna ask earlier is I couldn't remember if it was in this movie that they literally say nothing gets done <laughs> and, and they're just like fine about it. <laughs> they don't. It's I amazing. think they might, wow. even, they might even go as far to say they don't. That's the beauty of the that's system. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> There's also that part. This I don't know if this is roped into that scene or if this happened earlier. But when he's like, when he comes out and it's like, listen, I don't know, not, I don't know much about chicken farming or whatever, or whatever it is. But if you have something to say to me about chicken farming, I will listen. And that's it. And the entire, <laughs> entire banquet of people like stand up and start cheering. Like, they, yeah, they first they like look at him and then they start cheering. <laughs> it's like, yeah. That's what would happen. Yeah. Guys, this is sad. Guys, Donald Trump was elected the president of the United States of America. (laughs) He was the president of the United States of America for four years. This man never held a government position in his entire life. He is observably dumb. Like, to anybody who's just listening to him. Except for the fact... I'm going to say to you... Like the Go TikTok ahead. I just watched said to me, Trump is a real nigga. Trump <laughs> is a real nigga. Think what you want about Trump. You might think he's a TikTok white supremacist, whatever. Trump Listen, is a real nigga. He's, he is a king con man. He's a king swindler. So it was like, to Jarrah's point, not only is this movie incredibly believable, it happened, but at a higher level. <laughs> I mean, it's the end of this movie. The end of this movie, he's like, I'll be president. <laughs> yeah. And what did Donald Trump run on? Name recognition. That's what he ran on. Everybody knows who Donald Trump is. They know his name. Because he spent... His name is on buildings he don't even own. That's what he does. He rents his name out to buildings. Because why? And why, do, why would people any, ever pay for it? Because he was able to make his name synonymous with being rich. And he did that by appearing in a lot of movies like doing, having flashy things. He then had a freaking show called The Apprentice on NBC. Like when you watch that show, which I did the first season, you realize like he knows nothing about, he doesn't know anything about business. Every time he said something, you were like, this person, he, he, what is he talking about? He's just saying words. But he just became so synonymous, yeah. Well, that's because Bray, like every good businessman behind him is an old white dad who gives them a lot of money. I just found out today that Elon Musk had got a bunch of money from his dad. And I was like, oh, I do respect when people can turn the million dollars into $20 million. But I'm like, nigga, you ain't start from zero. Wait, though. I learned that Elon Musk didn't even start Tesla. He bought it. No, he bought it. He bought it. And then I was at the per- dog. That made me sit up. He bought it. After it was already, like, functional, it wasn't even going under, bruh. Like, he just bought it. He did, I mean, I do, I, I mean, from what he did with, um, what was it, eBay, apparently he did have a good, a big hand in eBay or whatever. But even that still came from, if I give one of y'all a million dollars for an idea, okay, I expect y'all to do something with it. If you lose a million dollars, I'm like, well, goddamn. And then I, I... He just got he just got upset. <laughs> Gerard, Gerard, if I, y'all could have seen the body language Gerard had, he was so he got up. <laughs> His whole body was activated. And then some thought made him so sad he completely. Because deflated. this is the thing. Every time I hear about some of these families, like whether it be like the Kennedys, the Rockefellers, like these people, and you like trace back. I used to be so fascinated by them, and you trace back like where a lot of them got their money from, and it's like Black people got called criminals for so... Uh, we get called gangsters. We get called so many names. 
But then there's so many families who made so much money from bootlegging and criminal activity that somehow became legit over like the decades. And now it's like these dynasties or whatever. And it's like, yo, we just started the game so late. You know what I mean? Like we just. It's all it's all about who makes the rules, you know, because here's the thing like that. How do most people like Elon Musk became the richest, you know, person in the world because of the stock market, right? Like, and, and ostensibly, that's how they all become like as rich as they are because the stock market. They own so many shares in a company that they may be CEOs of, and that continues to rise. Stock market is nothing but gambling. Everybody knows that, but it's legalized gambling. But like, these are the things like gambling were some of the things that like black people like. You can be running a gambling ring. And you get and you're arrested for it because it's it's not legal to do that unless you have the proper license or the proper blah, 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 blah. It's like, and why do you get those? Like, why do you even need a license? Like, all of it is just it's just BS put, you know, into the system. Again, this is not a political podcast so that <laughs> black people can stay down. I mean, and, and it's, you know, I, it's not just black people, obviously, you know. No, 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 no. It's OK. It's okay. We talking about black. We can talk about black folk because black folk been getting swindled because we built the country. This is my thing. Someone had to school me on the podcast, okay? Because they were like, I would say black and they say people of color. And it was like, yo, it's okay for you to say black. And I've been realizing it's okay. I feel like it's black people were always taught to include everybody. And that's okay. But it's also okay to be like, yo, this country has fucked over black people. Like, that's fine. That's a fine. <laughs> it's like, I, yes, there's other people. You go, to, you go to Savannah, you know who built those docks and shit? You go to the White House, motherfuckers take photos and go on tours. You know who did most of that? People who look like us. You know what I'm saying? So any, anyway, there's... Oh, there was also another line and towards the end of this where Eddie Murphy's like, was like, yeah, I am a con man. I did most of those things. But what's crazy is I came here and I was doing the same things here, but now it's considered legit. <laughs> That's real, dog. Like, yep. That's real. That's real. Real lobbyists are legal. They're. It's not a. It's not a. It's. It's not some like nefarious thing. It's a legal thing. Money goes into our politics. It's not. It, it's not even hidden. You know what I mean? It's just everybody knows and understands it, and and that is what it is, and we accept it. The Supreme Court decided to rule that. Businesses are people. That's a real thing that happened. Businesses count and they have the same rights as people do. So, <laughs> again, this movie is like, I mean, like, I don't know. It's, it's so, it's, it's crazy. Like, if anything, could this movie have gotten harder? Sure, but I feel like it went hard enough so you could understand it. The thing is, it did have a happy ending, which is not realistic, but it's like, it's, it's cathartic when you're watching a movie to have a happy ending. But anyway, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. This is not a political podcast. It's not. What, what, what tally is that? I do think this movie... This is <laughs> number 58. <laughs> no one's keeping count. No one's keeping count, James. But I do think this movie could have had a swirl, all right? But not the swirl that, not, not the, not the swirl that, that you're thinking, okay? Because normally the swirl is between, like, you know, a, a, a black person and a white person. But this swirl is between a black man and a white house, you know what I'm saying? And I think this world could have been, like, we could have saw a scene. Instead of hearing Eddie talk about, like, I'm going to be president, 
we could have seen him quickly, like a quick montage of him saying it, him running. And next thing you know, he's the first black president. And he's just sitting in the Oval Office with his socks off and his feet on the table. That's how you know you're comfortable. When your socks are off, that means you know you're at home, all right? You've been there. He's rubbing his toes all on the floor, okay? That's how this should have ended. It should have been a black man entering that White House and making that house his, you know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. We deserved it. The swirl is happened. a black man fucking the White House. Is that what you're... No, 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 no. I didn't say that. I said he enters the White House, okay? <laughs> he enters the White House. All right, that's all uh, I'm saying. That's it. That's it. That's all I want. That's all I want to get out. That's all right, well, I'm just out. saying, this you know is what I, mean? I needed to happen in this movie because I really like this movie. But there was one scene that was missing, okay? So, like, so the power lines, you know, Eddie's all upset about the power lines. It's like trying to get the power lines down. Other, the white politicians are like, no, you can't do this. We can't have politics. We can't have the power lines down. So in the middle of the night, Eddie goes up to the power lines, you know, and he tries to start like, he tries to start figuring out how to dismantle it. You know, he's like, he's like, he's going at it. He's just, he's lost his mind, okay? And then, but he can't get it. He doesn't have the right tools. Then all of a sudden we hear from, I got you. I got, hey, I got you, Thomas Jefferson Johnson. I got you. And it, cut to, Steel is right there with his, he got his hammer and he's going, he's knocking up, the, the power lines go down. Boom. And like, and, and as there's like a, there's a huge surge of energy, the surge goes into the, 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 the hammer, you know, steel's fully powered up. You know what I'm saying? And then, and, and then, and then he's able to, the energy is able to like disperse. And so then now, now there's global, there's, there's worldwide power, you know? Yeah, there's worldwide power. There's worldwide now. power? Yeah, because it goes into steel right, and steel's able to steel's able to So ridiculous. Steel's able It's time for the cause. <laughs> we rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of leading black actors in Hollywood. If we feel the film fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. If we feel the film somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If we feel like it didn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. So on the count of three, we'll raise our ratings for The Distinguished Gentleman. A one, a two, and a three. All right, three. Yeah, you knew I, you knew I was going to give it a black fist. Braylock, you won't be over, okay? I love this movie. It makes sense. <laughs> and now it makes, now it makes me never want to watch CNN, MSNBC, C-SPAN, Fox News, World One News, Truth News, Lord Knows the News, or any of those programs ever again. Oh, and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, in Israel. Oh, in Israel. Truth. All those publications I said were true and stuff. A Lord knows news, but the rest of them are real news. Yeah, you know. I mean, there's there's a lot of black actors in this movie. Did it help them become the leads? I don't know, but it certainly didn't hurt. You know. Agree. Thank you so much for listening. You can rate and review us on iTunes. If you do that and give us five stars, we'll read your reviews on the air. I'll do that in just a second. Also, please donate to our uh, Indiegogo campaign. We're halfway. We're halfway there. We're almost there, baby. Halfway. We're halfway. Come on. We're so close. You can find a link to that on our website, blackmanpodcast.com. Right there, you'll find a link to our Indiegogo campaign. You'll also find a link to our defunct Patreon. We don't have any more new episodes, but we do have a year's worth of episodes, so if you've never listened to that, subscribe, listen to if those. 200 people tweet at me. James, stop this. James. <laughs> James. Uh, I, I tried. I tried. Alright, you can follow us at Black Man Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and here is a review. This one is by Tyler the Goat. 
Parasite. Ooh, nice. I was listening to the Parasite episode, and <laughs> oh, I no. can't believe y'all let the Scar Joe, Jojo Rabbit joke fly over your heads. All right. Oh. I don't even remember don't what the joke was. We'll have to go back and listen. I hadn't seen Jojo Rabbit at that point, though, I don't think. And now I'm like, have I even... I cut Jojo Rabbit on. I, I didn't did watch it. Jojo Rabbit, though, I think. You can follow me at John Braylock. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at James Third Comedy. Third is 3RD. You can also follow my indie comics company. You know, the comics aren't coming out to the end of the year, but follow it. It's at Rule of Three comics three is the number three that's wonderful you know just putting that out there that's wonderful cool you can follow me at dry milligan on twitter and instagram all right we will see you next week peace forever dog this has been a forever dog production produced by melissa d bonts executive produced by brett boehm joe cilio and alex ramsey to listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Forever!